Keeping the faith in the family. Keeping the family in the faith. His scripture is perfect and applicable. The more that we study, the more biblical. Our lives can become, we can even be fun. So long as the truth is our prize. O Lord of all, make us holy and wise. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith and Family Radio Show. I am one of your hosts, Elaine Muniak, and with me is my wonderfully charming husband, Ryan Muniak. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Go to faithfamilyradio.com for more episodes and information about the show. That's right. Today, we are going to uh, talk about a subject that Ryan and I have recently gotten very interested in, and that is money management. So we have spent many years as a couple um, struggling in this area. This would be an area where I felt we fought the most at the beginning of our relationship. Mm-hmm. We fought over what to spend money on because obviously, you know, we were both desiring certain things. So if someone wanted something else that got in the way of what we wanted, well, there's a fight right there. Um, my husband was the primary, uh, provider. So there was fight over, over that. Um, so we've, we've had a lot of struggles. We've made, uh, some terrible purchases in the past that have haunted us. We also, we were not married when we first got together. So we, we had that going against us as well, uh, where two people were coming together when they shouldn't be in a relationship and they were still trying to act even though they were playing marriage they were acting single as far as money went exactly and that's one of the things when you play house is that you run into problems like that which is why you need to be married and committed and work it out so we fought a lot we made some terrible purchases um mostly we realized that during those years, we had some bad spending habits, habits that we're still working through, but uh, bad habits that started way back then even. Yeah, bad habits like going out to eat more often than we should, which we don't only see that in our financial realm, we see that in our clothes realm, <laughs> in that you know the clothes don't always fit so well because we go out to eat so often and <laughs> at least for me for me yeah just me <laughs> the thing i've noticed is just how impulsive we are with our spending that if it feels like what we want to do in the moment or we 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 can convince ourselves that it's a need in the moment then we just impulsively buy um, it's worst when the items are reasonably priced too. Like if we're in a dollar store or a thrift store where there's like 50% off, then we can drop a lot of money we didn't need to be spending, but we convince ourselves that we need to. So that makes it okay, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Dollar Tree is my arch nemesis when it comes to saving money. I go in there and I don't think I leave without spending at least $5. <laughs> but then you, you don't feel too bad leaving because you're like, well, I, was, I just dropped $5. But then you go again and again and it, it just it adds up. So, yeah, just bad spending habits all around that we've, I think we've improved somewhat, but we still have a long ways to go. And I think the, the reason behind that is because Nobody really came alongside us. Nobody 
taught us how to manage our money well mm-hmm. and not to try and play the victim card or anything like no. that. We, we are responsible for our own actions. But it would have been nice to have been taught how to manage our money, you know, mm-hmm. back in high school when, you know, they were giving us math classes anyway, instead of, you know, that, that silly math where they put letters and numbers together. Tell us how to balance a checkbook. Mm-hmm. I think the most that I was taught in school was just how to write a check, <laughs> not how I should use my money wisely when writing out checks, but just how to write it out. <laughs> It's probably troublesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so we didn't have anyone mentoring us. Um, as far as ex- family examples, I wouldn't say I had any like really good examples. I mean, I had people in my family who did well financially, but there was no training. I mean, I think the most I got was with my grandma at the grocery store where she would show me how many cents it was like an ounce for something to show me how to get a good deal. Mm. That was about it. <laughs> Sounds like something I do, but when I do it, you just look at me and start saying, cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs> well, that's another show where we can talk about just how frugal you are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we've recently um, taken an interest really in our finances, just in thinking about the future and training our children to be more responsible and we we want to be good stewards with what the Lord has given us. Yes, definitely. And uh, to think about the big picture instead of the, the the here and now, which is our society is just that's so prevalent. Is no one wants to work hard and wait for the good things? They want it right now. Mm-hmm. So we actually um, ended up doing Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University probably within the past year. Mm-hmm. And while we would not necessarily recommend it for its theology, hmm, you'll have to watch and see for yourself, we do recommend the principles that Dave Ramsey puts out there. He has some great principles, a lot of things we didn't know, or just a lot of practical things we hadn't thought of. Lot, lots of great information there. Um and I recently picked up uh, the Economides book, which they are big on saving money and money management as well. And from what I've seen of them online, they carry some of the same principles that Dave Ramsey does. So we're seeing a little bit of a pattern here in what are effective ways to handle your money. Um, one way in particular would be the importance of having a budget, which... Ryan and I did not have for a long time, and that has helped us out a lot. Right. We used to kind of have a budget in that we listed all of our bills and then listed all of our income, and that was about it. Yeah. But this one, we, we've gotten a little bit more specific in planning for things. Um, so after all our bills are paid, honey, where would you say our money usually ends up? Hmm. When we're not following our financial leadings the right way. Right. Well, definitely, I would say our biggest uh, problem area would be eating out. Mm-hmm. Going out to eat, ordering in uh, the cheap, easy, quick route when we don't want to do the work. Well, yes. You're, you're, you're pretty much the cook, but that doesn't mean you're the only one that says, hey, let's go out to eat. No. 
it is a big convenience uh, factor, mm-hmm. I think, for us that uh, nothing's been pulled. We don't have time. We don't have energy. We'll just order in. And it, it's not only hurts our, our pocket, it hurts our bodies. So really, it's it's dangerous all around. <laughs> yes. Another area that we waste money in would be with our children. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we love our children dearly, and we, we tend to spend money on them that we shouldn't be spending. That's not to say that we don't, we shouldn't spend any money on our children, no. but we, we can be a bit uh, frivolous. Yes. I, when I, even when I go grocery shopping, I'll be like, oh, I think they would like this little juice thing. And, you know, so I end up bringing like, and it's even, they've become to expect it. You know, you see when, when I come home that they're like, what did you bring? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got to break them of that bad habit. Yeah. So that, that, while it's a, it's a good thing to spend money on your kids, you also, there has to be a balance. And again, um, I think it goes back to the impulse buying too, because like I said, I'll be in the store and I'll just see something and think of someone and, and snatch it right up. And there needs to be more planning in your spending if you're going to be wise with your money. And, also, when our bills are paid, everything's taken care of. One of my biggest areas that I like to spend money on is entertaining people. Um, or, or if I can, if I see a need or a want, I try and bless someone with a gift. And it's terrible. And, and I need to work. I mean, it's, it's nice to do things for others, but mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel, fe- I guess sometimes I think I want to do everything for everyone <laughs> rather than letting someone else handle that or just, you know, not doing it the one time, <laughs> you know. Right. But yeah, that is definitely an area where you know, we we love being able to help others and do nice things for people, giving them gifts and stuff, but many times we don't really have the money to do that and we do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the entertaining others things, I love to entertain. So it's, I think, part that's more for me than for them. I love to cook and have people enjoy themselves in our home and feel comfortable and well fed. <laughs> so, um, well, as we continue the show, we're gonna provide you with other uh, ideas and tips and stuff regarding how to manage your money well. And hopefully we'll learn a thing or two while we're doing it. But you may have noticed that Elaine and myself do not sound like we normally sound. That's because we are still trying to get over an illness that swept through the Muniac household. What? This isn't how I usually sound? No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, You sound like you've been sucking on helium balloons for a while. Hey. But so please forgive us for the uh, quality of our voices. If they are totally unlistenable, please just bear with us until the next episode. Hopefully we'll be uh, free and clear from our illness by then. If not. If I, it's too bad, we'll have to come up with like transcripts so people can just read what we've said. <laughs> right. Or we may just have to stop the show altogether because no one wants to listen to two sickos in a basement. Wait, that didn't come out right. (laughs) We'll be right back on Faith and Family Radio. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. 
Come to the Big Apple to learn how you can share and defend your faith biblically. Use your training to witness to people from all walks of life in places like Times Square, Battery Park, Chinatown, even even on on the subway. subway. Repentant Witness will push you to the limit from August 4th through the 7th. Register today at RepentantWitness.com to secure a spot. Sign up by May 10th and travel costs while you're in New York will be included for free. Are you ready for the ultimate mission trip? Go to RepentantWitness.com right now because space is very limited. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Faith and Family Radio Show. Today we are talking about money management. Managing your money. Oh yeah. (laughs) Apparently someone just wanted to... I did. Two cents in there, I, even though it was repeating the same thing, just reworded. And and it sounded really good, I think, don't you? Absolutely. My <laughs> wife, she's amazing. Anyway, why is it that so many people struggle with managing their money in a in a healthy way, in in the right way? Well, I think a lot of it is because they've learned bad behavior from others, in particular. The nation. Honey, you got some statistics that you found online regarding the different financial blunders of our nation. What do you got for us? Hmm. Well, let me start with the big one, and that is our national debt, um, which is now $19 trillion. Wow. That, that's like, that's a lot. I can't even imagine that kind of money. You know, I can imagine like holding a thousand dollars, but nineteen trillion dollars. I can't visualize how much space that would take up. That would bills. that would be a whole lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I regularly give out million dollar bills on college campuses and stuff, and I my brain doesn't even work well enough to the point where I could fathom how many million dollar bills I would need to pile up 19 trillion dollars mm-hmm. i know i would need a lot of gospel tracks mm-hmm. um so we're in debt and i think that's interesting that says a lot about us but i think what says a lot about us as well is what we're spending our money on mm-hmm. and that's that goes into our other list of statistics we see that 13 billion dollars is spent in the porn industry every year wow Thirteen billion, and we complain that people are going hungry, people are homeless, and then we'll turn right around and spend thirteen billion on porn. Yeah. You know, I gotta wonder if, before the age of the internet, if the spending was more, because nowadays there's so much freely available online. Well, yeah, that's one of the things I was reading about with these statistics is that the number. Um, has dropped over the years because it has become more readily available. Mm. So, yeah, that is something to consider, but it's still ridiculous to think $13 billion that people could spend on porn. Insane. Um, 2014 rep- a 2014 report from whitehouse.gov says that Americans spent $100 billion on illicit drugs. That's illegal drugs. Marijuana, heroin, crack, meth. So what I want to know is how do they get that number? I mean, I don't do, are, are they just going up to random druggies <laughs> like, hey, so how, how much, much did, did you, you spend last year <laughs> on on your 
illicit activity there. Uh, yes, a thousand dollars on crack, uh, fifteen hundred on marijuana. Okay, and the police will be here momentarily, so you might want to move. I know that's. You know, where do they get? Where do they get the number? That, that's what I, I, I would have like no to know. Clue. I mean, some things you could you could be like, okay, I'm. They probably just did like a survey, but yeah, that is one where I don't know. You just approach all the the junkies in like a group. I don't know. Anyway. Americans spent 90, or they spend, I should say, 90 billion a year on alcohol. That's a whole lot of booze. Again, think about all the homeless people, all the people who are going hungry. A lot of times that's what they're spending their money on. Instead of food and shelter, they're spending it on booze and drugs. Mm -hmm. Americans waste $165 billion a year tossing out food. I, for one, would like to state that we... Are not those people? Do you any, know that lying uh, is a sin, honey? Do uh, we need to any talk leftover, about <laughs> any leftover food comes to my plate? No, unless the kids have totally ruined it. No. Then it goes to the dog. No, so no. it does not get wasted. Now, our the food I bring to the table doesn't get wasted, but the food that stays in the refrigerator and doesn't get used ends up being tossed. Yes. Americans spent $66.5 billion in lottery tickets in 2011. I can only imagine what it's gone up to in five years. Oh, absolutely. Especially with, what was it, uh, like $300 billion earlier this year the jackpot was up to for the mega billion or ball pot luck thingy as you can tell i don't play the lottery but i know it was a really high number and everyone was talking about it and i was just like yeah i'm gonna save my dollar but think about okay i've seen it get up to like 200 million and then but people are shilling out 66 billion a year mm-hmm. that's a lot of money that isn't gonna be one <laughs> That again could go to something more productive. Um, 2000, a 2014 article stated that the average American spends $1,200 yearly on fast food and half of that is us. <laughs> <laughs> we make up that statistic. We, 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 we're a couple of families in that, that estimate there. We eat out a lot. <laughs> to our demise. We, we, we regret mm-hmm. that we do that. But, I don't want to just talk about, I mean, we see pornography, alcohol, drugs, junk food, self-indulgence. Um, I didn't want to just touch on that. I wanted to see about contributions, donations, what we do as a nation that is good with our money. Oh, okay, yeah. And I saw that the average household contribution was almost $3,000 in 2014. They're roughly 250 a month in... Uh, what was the site called as charitable giving. The thing that I didn't like about that is charitable giving could be a very broad statement. Very vague, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that number could be so much lower if you factor in things like it contributing to Planned Parenthood or other, like, LGBT groups. Um, and anything that would be immoral or going against God's will... You know, there's many organizations, non-profit organizations that are against the things of God, that are not doing very good things Mm. with the money they're given, but they are still given that money. Mm. So we see through all of this that our country is terrible with money. We're 
we're selfish, we're immoral, and we're wasteful. We are so wasteful as a nation. And now maybe after listening to that, you have some idea of what it is that causes so many people to be bad with money. Mm-hmm. You, you see what everybody else in the nation is, is doing with it. And it's, it is not glorifying to God in, in any way, shape or form. And that's not to say that there aren't people in America who are good with their money or that, um, because of these statistics, people aren't paying their bills as they should. I'm sure that the people who are spending all this money in porn also pay their rent on time and their electric bill and everything. Uh, it kind of makes you understand a little bit more about why Bernie Sanders is so popular in the polls. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, we'll be right back with more Faith and Family Radio. Ohio Fire is coming to Columbus, Ohio, April 8th and 9th. Hosted by Striving for Eternity Ministries, Ohio Fire will encourage and train Christians to mature in their faith and share the gospel with the lost. Hear Phil Johnson and Dr. Thomas White on the topic, the Word of God. And after the conference, you'll have a chance to hit the streets of Columbus with trained team leaders. Ohio Fire, April 8th and 9th. For details and to register, go to ohiofire.org. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. And we're back at Faith and Family Radio. Today we are talking about money management. Don't forget to go to faithfamilyradio.com for episodes and information. Go to our show notes and you'll have links to anything that we're talking about during the show today. That's right. And, you know, this is such an important subject because Ryan and I did not have this kind of knowledge when we were uh, younger. And I think it could have saved us a lot of heartache. (laughs) Yes, I remember specific purchases that I made impulsively, even against my wife's better judgment, Mm -hmm. and regretting them even today. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about just some of the tips we've learned in the short amount of time we've been working on this in our lives, and hopefully um, these tips will be helpful to you. You can use them in your own life. And you won't have to go through the same struggles we have. So, Ryan, why don't you start us off? What are some tips for our listeners that have been beneficial towards us? Hmm. Well, the first thing that I would say is don't spend money. At least don't spend <laughs> the money that no you money don't at all. have. <laughs> Just don't spend money. <laughs> Just... Just stop paying your rent. <laughs> Just well, go live in a cardboard box. That That is the easiest way to, <laughs> to save money is don't spend it at all. But uh, we do have to take care of bills. We have to be good stewards, not hoarders. Penny pinchers. <laughs> no, no. So don't spend money that you don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about how we should not be uh, going into debt, how it's a curse. And... Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. But 
don't buy something that you know you can't afford, even mm-hmm. if the payments are incredibly lucrative. Yes. Um, I can recall a time when I believe it was when we were dating that uh, you were looking for a car and you found one that was really snazzy and you looked good in it, I'm sure, and just wanted to drive it right there off the lot. And just the desire there um, made the sales pitch a little bit more easy to believe. Yeah, I'm, I've always been horrible with buying cars, though. Like, <laughs> I, you put me in it, I'm ready to take it home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, don't... Try to convince yourself that you'll make the payments work. If it's $300 and you have $50 left over after your bills, it's not going to work. Let it go. (laughs) It's not the car for you. Right. Going back to the example you brought up, we were looking at a car for me, Mm -hmm. and I was working two jobs at the time, one of which we knew was temporary. It was only going to be for a few months. Mm-hmm. But somehow, in my mind, I thought, I can pay $300 monthly car payment, no problem, even after this temporary job goes away. Mm-hmm. I-, I can make it work. I thank the Lord that he knew better than me, and I wasn't able to get that car. Yes. And do not say, well, I'll just pay for it with the credit card. Stop with the credit cards. That's, again, it's money you do not have. You're trying to spend money that's not yours, and all you're going to do is rack up debt because the interest is ridiculous. Yes. And now I used to be a proponent of the, well, I'll just have an emergency credit card, you know, that I won't use except for emergencies. That's foolish talk. It's bunkum. You're, you, you, that's something you tell yourself to get yourself to get a credit card, and then you will convince yourself that something that is uh, unnecessary is a necessary thing, and then you've just blown money you don't have. Right. So instead of having that emergency credit card, have an emergency savings. Oh, yes. That has been a blessing for us is to have a savings account so that when something that is an emergency comes up, you're not panicking, but you're not being foolish either. Yes. You're being wise. You are thinking ahead to the future, but not in a way that's ungodly. Right. And there's no interest. Yes. With you, with putting money aside for savings. If anything, it builds interest while it's sitting there. Yes. Make sure, get a savings account that actually pays you mm-hmm. to have your money in there. The more money you put in, the more money you make. Exactly. And now you're not going to get rich off of it. It's like 0.01% or something like that. But hey, a penny's a penny. Yeah. Give, give it over. I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, another thing you can do is buy used. You know, we don't need the newest items on the block. Mm-hmm. Per- perfect example. A lot of our gear for the radio show, it, we bought used. Mm-hmm. And, hey, it sounds great. Just don't pay attention to the fact that we're sick right now and we sound <laughs> horrible. But, I mean, cars depreciate in value so quickly that it you don't need to buy the brand new shiny. I mean, that's... That's more for pleasure-seeking than practicality. I've actually heard that a car's value drops by one-third the second you drive it off the lot. So, yeah, I mean, it's unnecessary. Um, furni- furniture. 
we've bought furniture off Craigslist. Mm-hmm. We've found furniture standing out on someone's yard to go in the trash before. Yes. So I and and a lot of used um items are in amazing condition. They will last you a good while. It's and if you're you're thinking about the environment, I mean, what better way than by reusing instead of just going and buying something new that you again will throw out just like someone else would and and we're we're not trying to go all hippy dippy on you. No. <laughs> but that is one way that you can quote unquote go green is by reusing stuff that other people are throwing out. Mm-hmm. Like the old uh, proverb says, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. So hit Craigslist, hit the thrift stores, hit yard sales. They're great places to buy used. Another thing that is a good idea for you, a good money tip, would be to give to the Lord. Mm-hmm. The tithe. Your, your, your tithe, your offering. Now, I'm not sitting, gonna try and sit here and say you have to give exactly 10% and you have to give it off the gross and you have to do this and you have to do that. Mm. No. The Old Testament talks about giving specific percentages Mm. and by the way, all the false teachers out there, they say 10% is what it says in the Bible. No. It's actually closer to 35% when you add up all the different tithes and offerings mentioned in the Old Testament doesn't apply to us. If we're Christians, we are in the New Testament. Mm. In the New Testament, it says to give cheerfully. Yes. It doesn't give a specific amount. Mm-hmm. If you want to give 5% and anything over 5% you're not cheerful, then give 5%. Mm-hmm. If you can give 55% and mm-hmm. still be cheerful about it, then give 55%. Mm-hmm. It, that's between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. But we do encourage you to give money to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He will bless that. Even if you don't feel like you have it, and I don't mean in the sense of you have your last dollar and it's between putting it in the offering plate and giving your children food. I won't, I mean, that's between you and the Lord. But a lot of people claim that they don't have it, and that's kind of been where we were at at one point, where it was like, mm-hmm. well, we, we're so broke, we can't afford a tithe. Right. I, I remember... The first time we we gave a tithe, like, you know, before we were knowledgeable on the issue, we're like, okay, it's got to be 10%. We listen to a lot of uh, TV preachers. But so we added it up and we looked at the number and we're like, that is a crazy amount of money. We can't afford to give that. Mm-hmm. But we stepped out in faith and, and did it. And the Lord blessed that faithfulness Mm -hmm. not that it was a specific money amount or anything but the fact that we were faithful to give Mm -hmm. to the lord's work Mm -hmm. and he will take care of you he will bless you regardless of what you give as long as you are doing it the way he wants you to give to give cheerfully Yes, and not in an Ananias and Sapphira way where you're claiming you're giving everything and you're holding back some for yourself because God really does look at our hearts when we give. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very important. We feel like tithing is a top priority. I think that should be personally the first, uh, I don't want to say bill, but that should be the first piece of money that goes out when you get paid. Yes, right off, right off the top, you should, mm-hmm. you should give to the Lord. And with us talking about this, 
I'm not trying to subtly say give us money. I'm not. Uh, give your money to your church. church. Okay. Exactly. And one uh, area that we mentioned before, it's a big, big help for us, is making a budget. Um, not just making the budget, but keeping the budget. Yes, and there's many wonderful tools online for helping you to make a budget and keep track of the budget. Yes. I mean, we've even done it where we made our own right there in uh, Excel worksheets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, it's okay to go out to eat or to plan for someone buying someone a birthday present, but you need to budget it. And that's something that has helped us with managing our finances and making the budget is to realize that you can do things like that, but you need to plan for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing that we've learned from Dave Ramsey is to budget every last cent. Yes. Now, a lot of people can't wrap their minds around that. Like, what do you mean budget every last cent? Can't do that. We we need buffer money. Well, put that in the budget. Buffer money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, again, back with the not needing everything to be brand new and swanky, I would say ditch the name brands. So many people need Oreo brand Oreos when the generic is like $2 cheaper and it tastes just fine. But but I, I really need my Ferrari brand Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, those puppy dog eyes don't work with me, honey. <laughs> I love you, but no. <laughs> By the way, my, my car is not a Ferrari. It may be red and shiny no i haven't watched it ever so it's not so shiny but it it is red it's shinier than my minivan that has the kids fingerprints everywhere (laughs) (laughs) anywho uh, moving on again stop impulsive shopping make a list and stick to it don't That, that one can be very hard when you're going grocery shopping yes on an empty stomach yes so if you have to go grocery shopping eat first But also, I would say, if you cannot afford it, and if you're trying to be good with your money, don't just randomly go visiting stores to window shop. You're just tempting yourself to, to sin. (laughs) You're, (laughs) lead us not into temptation, Lord. Um, and another thing you can do is look at the budget you have and see where you can cut costs. mm -hmm. You know, there's many people that, still pay for cable mm-hmm. you know and cable is outrageous 30 40 50 a hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. to watch junk on tv mm-hmm. now, i'm not saying that you need to throw out your tvs or anything like that we have tv as well but the majority when we had cable we would typically watch like three channels yeah so we were paying, you know, all this money for all these other channels we never watched. Mm-hmm. What we've d- done is we've cut the cord. We now do, uh, we have a Roku mm-hmm. hooked up to our television and we have Netflix, Hulu, different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's so much cheaper mm-hmm. than doing cable and you're paying exactly for what you want to watch. Exactly. And you can watch it when you want to watch it. Um, a lot of these are commercial free, mm-hmm. so you don't have to watch these ads that are going to cause you to have to look away to avert your eyes. 
And say even that, it's, it, you want to cut that out. You know, Netflix, I think it's seven ninety nine a month or nine ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. If you don't even want to pay that, you can cut that out completely. Mm-hmm. Visit your local library. They have all the newest releases on DVD and Blu-ray. Movies they, and TV. Movies, TV, yeah. The books. Yeah. How many of us have said, you know, I would really like to get back to reading books. I'm yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. And I never do, but I should. So go to a local library, get get all the stuff there. Right. Or say they don't have it and you really want to get something, mm-hmm. Redbox. It's like a buck fifty for a DVD. Mm-hmm. Another way you can cut costs is with your cell phone. I mean, if you have a plan where it's unlimited data, unlimited talk and text, and you really don't need all of that, see if there's a cheaper plan you can go with. Um, there's many ways that you can cut costs. Just look at your, your monthly bills and see what are necessities and what are simply luxuries and take it from there. Yeah. And look at regarding the cell phone, look and see if you can get rid of your data altogether. For me, I don't have data on my cell phone at all, and I only pay 25 bucks a month mm-hmm. for unlimited talk and text. I don't need data. I'm pretty much always at home or at work where I have Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Why pay for Internet when I already have Internet where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Exactly. We'll be right back with more Faith and Family Radio. There are things that cause the heart to wonder. Awe-inspiring things that can't be explained. That you never thought you would see. After more than 4,000 years, it's your moment to encounter the Ark. The voyage begins again, July 7th. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. It's my mommy and daddy. Welcome back to Faith Family Radio Show. Today we are talking about money management. What was that? Money management? Money management. That's much more clear. Thank you, honey. (laughs) So we've been talking a lot about our money management and how Dave Ramsey is program has helped us. We're not Dave Ramsey advocates, though. We are Bible advocates. (laughs) So most important above all else, is what does God say about handling our money? Well, God says quite a bit, actually, about money. One of the most well-known verses is 1 Timothy 6.10, which says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And it goes on with other things. But that one, a lot of people focus on, they tend to paraphrase it and say, money is evil. Or the love of money is evil. But no, that's not what that says. It says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. And we see that Mm -hmm. in society. We see that those who love money, who are always chasing after money, typically their lives are not very good lives. Very God-honoring. Yes, they, they tend to do a lot of wrong things. Mm-hmm. with that money or they do wrong things to get more money. Mm-hmm. And I think a love of money is really when money or things consume our thoughts to the point where it's unhealthy, to the point where 
it's perhaps on our mind more than the things of God, more than on God himself. And at that point, it's idolatry. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that reminds me of another Bible verse that I'm looking up right now is Jesus said that you cannot serve God and money. Mm-hmm. Let me, I believe it's Matthew. Matthew. Yes, Matthew 6.24 says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Mm-hmm. And that is not saying that you can't use money. It's saying do not let money master you. Yes, don't let money be your God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Again, um, in Matthew, it talks about how we are to not lay up treasures for ourselves on earth. <clears throat> and that's Matthew six nineteen through 21. Yes. And so it really talks about in that passage how money and things are temporal. Mm-hmm. They're not going to last in the long run. Yeah, I really like verse 21 where it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Mm-hmm. And how true is that? When we see, when we see where people put their money, we know that's where their heart is. Mm-hmm. And I've actually kind of taken a another approach to this in that look at people's bumper stickers. When you look at people who have a ton of bumper stickers, what's the main message? That's where their money is or that's where their heart is. You know, if you see someone with 20 bumper stickers all about their dog, mm-hmm. their dog is what they where their heart is, where where their focus is, where they're what they worship, essentially. I have a couple bumper stickers. <laughs> we won't get into that though, because I don't. No. Anywho, is that where you got it from? I was thinking about our van, and it's like thousand bumper stickers on the back. <laughs> well, people can tell where where our heart is with your bumper stickers. I don't want I don't want to talk about that though, because I don't want to seem prideful. It's about the Lord. Um, Another Bible verse that comes to mind is Proverbs 22, verse 7, which says, The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is the slave of the lender. Mm -hmm. So when we borrow from people, we are essentially incurring a, a debt that we need to pay. And as time goes on and we don't pay that debt, we are in bondage to that person because of that debt. And the Bible talks about not being in debt to anyone. Yes, we are not to owe anyone anything if we can help it. And even the Bible talks about there are times where people, you know, it's saying if you have to steal to feed your family, that you are to pay it back sevenfold. So there's, I mean, you see how great the interest is for something like that. And that was, you know, that's out of necessity, basically. So, we don't want to be in bondage and we don't want to owe people anything. Again, that goes back to, you know, don't spend money you don't have. Don't get a credit card. Do not put yourself in financial bondage. Right. And another Bible verse that would be good for you to think about is Luke twelve fifteen. Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how it says, be on your guard against covetousness. 
a lot of times coveting leads to other sins. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of telling as to why God put that one last in the Ten Commandments list. Mm-hmm. Is he gives all these things that you shouldn't do, and then he ends with coveting. Mm-hmm. And coveting is what can lead to many of the other ones before it. And you know, that is why the prosperity gospel is so dangerous. Is we have all these preachers out here that are getting their their congregation, their followers to desire worldly treasures. It's causing a bunch of people who are just hungry for the temporal, hungry for things and not God. That's why it's so popular Mm -hmm. is because people are chasing after money, not chasing after God. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says to be on guard for covetousness. I doubt any of those uh, preachers use that verse in their sermons. (laughs) They They might twist it and say, so... Be on guard against all covetousness, which means you shouldn't keep your money. You should give it to me. You should sow your <laughs> seed for my $65 million jet. I won't name any names, but you can figure out who might say something like that. Yes. And so that's why we need to be discerning on those. We just on a side note, be discerning on who you listen to, who you take teaching from, because we see through this verse, that the prosperity gospel is not a biblical message. No. And if your pastor's name ends in dollar, it's not a good sign. No. So to close this up, the Bible does talk quite a bit about money. We only went through a handful of verses. Mm -hmm. But what you want to remember is why you are here on this earth. Mm -hmm. You are here on this earth. If you've been catechized, you know the answer. You've been put on this earth to glorify God. Mm -hmm. That is so true. One way you can glorify God is through money, through your good stewardship, mm-hmm. you know, using your money wisely, using it for his glory. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in your tithe, and you can also do that in helping out with missionaries. There are so many missionaries out there who need our support. Rather than going to Starbucks for coffee every day, which is, I mean, any coffee place is ridiculously overpriced. Speedway, 99 cents. What? <laughs> I mean, you can take these these little cuts and use them for God's glory. Use them to minister. Yes. Look for ways that you can trim the fat around your budget mm-hmm. and put that extra money towards God's glory. Mm-hmm. Or towards God, towards God's will. You know, one thing that we've recently done, I won't get into the details, but we recently noticed that we were comfortable in, in our budget, in our spending and everything. And we realized, you know, are we, are we really doing God's will with, with our money living comfortably like we are having extra money and blowing it every month? So we looked at our budget and we said, all right, let's trim the fat and find out where we can take away less money for spending on whatever, fast food typically, and let's put that towards something God would want us to put it towards. You know, so we're where our pocketbook hurts a little bit more. So we're not as comfortable in our finances. Not to toot our own horn, but are you comfortable in your spending 
or are you seeking to do all you can for God's glory? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back on Faith and Family Radio. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. What do Jewish people believe, or Muslims, a Mormon, or a Jehovah's Witness? If you've ever wondered, then the book, What Do They Believe?, is for you. From the differing views on God and Jesus to sin, salvation, and eternity, What Do They Believe? will help you get an accurate understanding of what other religions believe. What Do They Believe? by Andrew Rappaport, available now on Kindle and at strivingforeternity.org. And we're back at Faith and Family Radio. You can check us out online at faithfamilyradio.com. We've made it through the show being sick. Hopefully <laughs> you've made it through. You're still listening. That If you've gotten this far, you're, you're almost to the, to the end. You're at the home stretch. That's right. And we don't want to just leave you with all these tips and tricks. We actually want to challenge you um, to get started on, on being a better steward with your money right away. So we'd like to issue you a challenge that will hopefully encourage you and help you move in the right direction as far as your finances are concerned. So the first thing that we want to challenge you to do is to make a budget for the whole month. Go online, find yourself a budget. Does Dave Ramsey have his on for free? I believe he has some budgeting tools for free on, on his website and if not, there, we'll put some links in the show notes for you so that it's easy for you to find. Go to facefamilyradio.com slash archives. Archives. Is that like recipes? <laughs> facefamilyradio.com slash archives slash five because this is episode five. Alrighty. And we want to encourage you not just to make a budget, but to bring it to zero. Take all your estimated money for the month and find a spot for every dollar to go. Yes. Even if that means adding a spot in your budget for unexpected. Savings, uh, birthday gifts, uh, going out to eat money, anything you can think of that you would need, uh, getting oil for your car. Yep, that's something that always puts us over budget because I don't think to put that in the budget when I need it. Mm-hmm. So that's just one way we'd like to encourage you. And before we go any further, I want to also encourage you before you even start any of this to pray. Seek yes. God in this and to ask him to help you to better manage your money, to be wise with the money he's given you because our money does come from the Lord. He has blessed us with the finances we receive to pay our bills with. And we need to be grateful and thank him and seek his will in it. Yes. And so with this budget, it's going to be kind of the end of the month when this show comes out. So make it for the next month. Mm -hmm. And if you don't feel you can get it done by the next month, then make it for the month after that. Mm -hmm. But make a budget for a whole month and then do your best to actually stick to it. Yes. 
Another thing that we want to challenge you to do is to just find um, places where you can cut your spending enough to start using your money for something that has eternal value. So if say you have cable, if you even switch that out for Netflix, that's extra money you can have for gospel tracks right, right you, there. You, you could uh, support a missionary with that money or you could sponsor a child. Mm-hmm. You know, Heart of Christ Ministries down in Caja de Agua, Peru, they have many children that need sponsors for various items for living and, and just for the day-to-day operations of the ministry down there. There are so many ministries out there that are biblical ministries that we've found that we love to support that you can help out with, with that extra money that you put aside. So I just want to encourage you, if you can find ways to cut corners to help do something to further the gospel, go for it. You know, just look around your house. Look at things that you spend money on for regular things. Maybe you smoke cigarettes. How much does a pack of cigarettes cost? Last I checked, at least five bucks. That's a pack of tracks. Well, even if you weren't saving money, we would say to quit smoking, wouldn't we, honey? <laughs> of course. You, if you don't quit smoking, you'll end up sounding like us. I know, right? Who smoke. wants that? <laughs> we, we actually used to smoke. We, we are, uh, cigarette free for, what is it, nine, ten years, something like that now? It is going to be nine years for me in April. So. Okay, so eight years for me, or it is eight years for me because it was yeah. February was my end date. Right. And then the last thing we really want to challenge you in is to start saving. Um, yes. For a couple reasons. One, as we spoke of earlier, it is such a relief to have savings money when an emergency happens. Yes. Our water heater went out a little over a year ago now. You know, it was unexpected. We had just bought the house. And we thought it was working fine. You know, water was doing great and everything, but there was a gas leak with it. Yes. Which made it unsafe and we couldn't use it. Mm-hmm. So we had to replace it. There was no ifs, ends, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we had savings mm-hmm. that we could rely upon to pay for a new water heater. We also had a home warranty, which helped tremendously with that so thank we were thankful for that too Mm -hmm. but i mean it's still it was over two hundred dollars that we had to pay out of pocket in order to have that replaced so you should definitely start putting aside some money for savings Mm -hmm. and don't touch it (laughs) yes and i mean that should be things that you you know house repairs that are an immediate need if your car breaks down and you need a car to get to work, things like that, things that are urgent matters that you don't have planned in your budget. Um, right. But, We're not talking about using this like if you forgot to pull dinner and you don't know what you're going to do for dinner, so let's take money out of the emergency fund to go buy Taco Bell. That that would not be uh, correct Spending of the emergency fund. Are you hungry, honey? You keep mentioning spending money on food. <laughs> I'm always hungry. We need, to, we need to do an episode on dieting so that hopefully I'll learn something from that. Oh, that's funny. No, but the, the other reason is just 
I think when you start saving, not only does it help for emergencies, it helps you not to be stressed, but it teaches you delayed gratification. Mm. It teaches you not to just spend what you have when you have it and it, you know, burn a hole in your pocket if you don't, but just to teach patience, perseverance, and ultimately the reward of saving and it adding up to more than just the small things. And say you have kids, teach them to save with you. Yes. You know, give them your pocket change, pennies, dimes, nickels, whatever, and have them save it up in, in a jar or whatever to go out as a special occasion and go buy something with that money. Yes. You know, but w- once the jar gets to the top or something, you know, count it all out and go and mm-hmm. buy them something nice. I, I know they would really enjoy that and get to see the principle being used there that you are applying to your own budget is mm-hmm. to save the money for that what how did you put it delayed gratification mm-hmm. i think that that that's a good term delayed gratification so that you can have something that you can't have immediately but by saving you yes. can get to it you can accomplish that goal and and that is something you bring up a good point honey that um, when we start to be wise with our finances, our children will learn to be wise with their finances, and then they won't grow up to have the same struggles that we have. Mm. That's that's a great reason to start being responsible with your money is for the sake of your children and their children. Yes, and you definitely want your children to be good with their money so that they can take care of you <laughs> when you're old and gray. That's right. We want to teach them to be responsible doctors. (laughs) Lawyers. No, not lawyers. No, no. I think one of the prerequisites of being a lawyer is you got to lie, so no lawyers. Oh, so that takes out prosperity preachers, too. Yeah, definitely (laughs) definitely don't want any any of those. So doctors, yes, doctors. Not not abortionists, Mm because they're not doctors. They kill people. You're right. But that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> Which you can find at faithfamilyradio.com. Alrighty. Well, I think that about wraps up the show for today. We hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully you learned a lot. We're encouraged. Hopefully we'll be healthy enough to not hurt your eardrums next week. Yes. Any final closing thoughts you'd like to give our listeners on managing their money, honey? Anytime now? We got it covered. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. Just get moving. I would say pray. Do it together if you're married. Yes. Don't. That is one of the hardest things to do is to try to manage your money when you're not both on the same page. And you're both horrible at money management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good to ha- Keep each other each other accountable as well. Yes. So get started. F- get the resources that you need. Um, there are some out there that you need to be discerning with, but get out. Get some that have some really good principles, like Dave Ramsey has some good principles, and get going. We are to glorify and honor God in every area of life, and our finances is just one way that we can glorify Him. Thank you again for listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. Go to faithfamilyradio.com for more information and episodes. And go to the show notes page for all the links of stuff we talked about today. I'm Ryan. And I'm Elaine. May God bless you. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Faith and Family Radio Show. Please share our program with others and leave feedback on social media. Do you have a subject that you'd like us to talk about on a future episode? Let us know at faithfamilyradio.com or by calling 513-900-8070. Thanks for listening, and God bless you.